0: Morning, afternoon, or evening, for wherever you may be joining us from today, welcome to the Life Church Podcast. To see God fill over 3,000 people with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm telling you, it's the greatest gift that you can ever experience. It is the gift of the Holy Ghost, the greatest experience you can ever get. And I believe, I believe with all of my heart that today, today that not only are you going to hear about people who have been filled with the Holy Ghost, but I believe that today, if you have never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, that today is your day, today is your moment. I, wa- I want you to turn to your neighbor, slap him in the shoulder, and let's let them know you're getting the Holy Ghost today. Go on, turn to your neighbor, just give him a little slap and say, you getting the Holy Ghost today. Because I believe, I believe that it is the will of God It is the will of God if you have never received the Holy Ghost that before you walk out of those doors God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost today. I hope y'all are hearing me upstairs right now that before you walk down those stairs God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. If you're sitting at home and you're watching this online I want you to know that you can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost right in your house hallelujah hallelujah wow it is uh we are just so honored and grateful to be here um we do love this church we are so grateful for this church thank you so much for partnering with us thank you so much for believing in us um it 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 means the world to us and uh we do love your pastor and his wife we thank you so much that you guys are our friends we thank you so much for believing in us and yeah wow we uh we do give your pastor and his wife great honor today um you are so very lucky I, 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 I hope that y'all hear me when I say this right now. You are so very lucky to have a pastor and his wife like you got. Very lucky. Oh, hallelujah. You know, missions. Um, in the video that you just saw that was played there. There was clips and pictures. And um, as we have traveled to many countries, um, you saw photos of when we were in Taiwan, when we were in India, in Nepal, Cambodia, Thailand, Myanmar, uh, the Philippines, um, and You know, in the very beginning of that slideshow, there was um, an area, there was a whole entire map of the world, and then there was a circle that was drawn there around the portion of area that we are called to, and in that circle, in that area, 60 percent of the world's population lives inside of that circle and god has called us as evangelists to asia we are we are not going as a missionary we are very comfortable in our calling and we know what our gifting is and we know what god has Empowered us to do. And so we are not going to one specific country. Um, we are going to be in Sri Lanka with brother and sister. In fact, I was talking to uh, brother and sister yesterday, and they did say to please greet you. Um, um, they are here right now, but they said, uh, please greet them for us. And uh, say praise the Lord. So greetings from brothers and sisters. We are, our home base is going to be in Sri Lanka. And we are going to be evangelizing through Sri Lanka. And we are going to be going up into India, evangelizing through India. Um, I just found out that we had been opened up where we are going to be going into Pakistan. And we are going to be evangelizing in Pakistan. We are going to be going up over um over into Nepal. We're going to be evangelizing in Nepal. We're also going to be going into Southeast Asia where you have countries like Thailand and Cambodia and Myanmar and Laos. And so we are, here's what I want you to understand. And here's where I want you to see where your support is going. God has called us into this area of the world Where 60% of the world's population is. And we are going, as evangelists, and I promise you this we are going to be a part of the greatest harvest that has ever been known to humanity. The hunger. In people over there is so strong. There is, Pastor, I when when, when I went to um, N- Nepal, Brother <laughs> sent me to Nepal and to to preach their general conference there. And there were people who walked seven days to be able to come to the conference. They could not afford. To go by vehicle, they couldn't afford bus, they couldn't afford airfare. So, what did they do? They went. And they walked for seven days through the plains of Nepal where you have the tigers. They walked by foot through jungle. They walked by foot over mountains. They walked by foot through cities just to get there. I remember When I was in Nepal, pastor, I was in Nepal and they're preaching and they had, it was so, it was dangerous where they had people who were outside. They would watch at the door. They had people who were on, the roof watching out. They had people across the road on a roof watching out to make sure that they would be able to notify us if the authorities were coming, where they would be able to get us out quickly. In fact, uh, at the conference I spoke, I I got to, I got, I, I always like at the conferences, I don't like to just Wham bam go in there And then tour off But I like to mix it up with the locals that are there I like to get right in there When it comes time to eat I don't want to go somewhere else to eat I want to sit down with everybody And be a part with everybody Why? Because I believe It's important to let people know That they're more than just a statistical number I believe in the importance of people I believe in the value of people, I believe that every single person is worth somebody's time, and that's what I believe you are. And so, when we go, I don't want no. I want to get right in there with them. And so, I met a pastor, and I began, you know began to talk with them, and um, we uh, we we flew back to Canada, and. Um, brother, he contacted me a little while later. He told me he that one of the pastors that I had met and, and spent time with, he was arrested and put in jail for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ in that country. But you, you know what, ladies? Yeah, it is dangerous to go. It is. But I'm going to tell you what. If one person is saved, it's worth the risk of my life. It's worth the risk. I remember, Pastor O'Donnell, I remember being in India and I wanted to eat just like all of them. And they eat with their hands. And so they brought out knives and fork for me. And, uh, no, man, I wanted to get right in there and get right on with them and just try to be like them. And so we were there and, and how they do it is they take their, their hands, they sort of roll it in the type of a ball and it's almost like they throw it up into their mouth and they catch it in their mouth and they eat it. And so here I am, this Canadian <laughs> who's going to try his very best. And so I just finished preaching. I got my white shirt on and my tie and I, I take, my hands like this and i do my best to form a ball and and so i'm watching them do it and they're throwing it up like this and i think man I, i'm gonna i'm gonna nail this and so i I'm going like this getting it formed up in a ball and i take it and i throw it up with my mouth open thinking it's gonna go in there and smash right in my nose all of my eyes and my forehead and it comes dripping down onto my white shirt I thought I was trying to fit in. <laughs> it, 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 it got to where by the end of the, of the time that I was in India, I was doing it pretty good. But uh, <laughs> I just know whenever I go to India, I need to take extra white shirts with me. You know, missions is not something that we just refer to about going outside of North America and preaching the gospel. But missions is all about, it's all about reaching people across the entire world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's the good news. And every single human being needs to hear about it. And my wife and I and my kids, we are willing to give our lives for the cause of this gospel. We are willing, we, we are giving our lives for it. Um, you know, I want you to know you guys have given and it goes towards um, foreign missions. And North American Missions. You know, your giving, I want you to know what your giving has done. Because not only do we go overseas and evangelize, you know that we're evangelists in North America. And we have partnered, thank God, um, Pastor Stickler and Pastor O'Donnell have believed in us and have partnered us with Ontario NAM, Ontario North American Missions. And you're giving into that. We have gone across the province of Ontario into North American churches, North American mission churches. And we have gone in and we have seen people filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost It has your giving has been able to sponsor us to go and bring the gospel of Jesus Christ and bring a revival to a small startup church. And there have been people who have been filled with the Holy Ghost. In fact, last year, we went to Woodstock, Ontario, and there was a lady in the back church. She had been in a car accident, and then while in the hospital, she had a stroke. And she could not speak. It was, she was unable to speak, and it, it had this was she was like this for a few months. And she came to the service, and she sat in the back, not being able to even open her mouth and speak a word, even to her husband. Could not communicate with her mouth, and she was sitting in the back. And at the end of the service, I was going around and praying for people, and. I went back to her and I began to walk back and the Holy Ghost spoke into my mind and revealed to me what she was going going on. And I began to talk to her and tears began to come down her face. And I began to pray for her. I said, ma'am, can I put my hand on you and pray for you? She just nodded. I began to pray for her. And as I began to pray, just I felt such a power in presence of God, and I and I just and I just shouted. I said, "God, loose her tongue!" And she lifted up her hands, and God filled her with the gift of the Holy Ghost, and she began to speak in other tongues. The first time that she could ever open her mouth and speak since her accident and stroke. Before she could ever speak English, God filled her with the gift of of the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues. And afterwards, afterwards she was at the altar and talking and could not believe what just happened. Ladies and gentlemen, because we were able to go there, it was because you were willing to give and it supported my family to go there and see god do a great miracle in somebody's life we have had the opportunity to be in thailand to watch a lame man who couldn't walk He was laid down on the front pew and we were able to walk and I was able to walk down. I can still see it so strong in my head, putting my hand on him and his, he could not move from the waist down and God completely touched his body and completely put back all together whatever was deformed and wrong in his legs uh, and that man shot up. I watched them. They dragged him into the auditorium with his legs dragging on the ground and lied him on the front pew. But all of a sudden when faith met the power of a God from another world that man sat up from his seat he stood up on his feet and he began to run around the auditorium in the exact same moment evangelist David Smith was on the other side praying for another person who was lame and at the same time that God healed that man God healed a man that was over and they began to run around the auditorium a auditorium we were in. We were in. We were doing a crusade in Manila, and we we, we saw God fill over one thousand people with the gift of the Holy Ghost in one service. We were in. It was in the Bible College of Manila. Acts Bible College. There were twelve deaf people who came, and they came to to listen to this. Not listen. That was so. They came to, into the service, and they had an, that, that person there, you know, the sign language person, and they were, they were doing the sign language uh, so that they would be able to see what we were saying. And, and I don't mean to be politically incorrect. I'm just saying it like it is, okay? So is is okay? All right, so please do not take what I'm about to say and totally twist how I am, okay? Please, please do not be ignorant like that. But you know when a deaf person speaks, that you know that you can sense that there's something wrong. Okay. So it was during it was during the altar call, and they were all there, and they were worshiping God the best that they could with their sign language. Okay. And they stopped and they just lifted their hands like this. And they began to pray. Worship God the best they could and, and you could tell it you, you know what I'm saying all of a sudden the power of God fell in that place and God loosed all of their tongues and they they were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and they began to speak completely normal hallelujah Jesus Hallelujah, Jesus. I remember I was in Cambodia at the end of 2019 before we were locked into this country. And uh, uh, that's the way I feel. Um But. We were in Cambodia, and we were going from church to church and doing seminars and, and whatnot. And there was a lady there who practiced black magic and called her a witch doctor. And she was there at one of the services that we got to. And, in fa- okay. and so I preached the message, made the altar call. This late black magic practicing witch doctor came to the front, and God filled her with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And in fact, there is a photo on that video that y'all just saw where I she turned to the lo- to the local pastor and she said, I want the evangelist to take me downstairs and baptize me. And there, you saw the photo on there um, of me baptizing this lady in Jesus' name. Now, hold on, I ain't finished yet. And so when she was up at the altar, God just finished filling her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, okay? And there is a wrapped around her, around her waist, her wrists, her neck, and her ankles are these strings with, it looks like something about this big tied to it. And they were over there with scissors and they were cutting them off of her. And I, I, and I went over to um, the interpreter and I said, dude, dude, what is this that's going on? What, what, what's going on? And he said, oh, um, brother, <coughs> he said, these are what we call black magic tabbies. Cool, man, let me know what these are. <laughs> he said, these black magic tabbies, they get them from other witch doctors and warlocks, and they tie them to their body. So when it comes time to do their black magic that they are able to call on the spirits that are living inside of the tabbies that are attached to their life I said dude you you should have told me this earlier it's a photo op man <laughs> I got I got it on my phone I'm taking a photo of 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 of, the, of these people Cutting these tabbies off of her Why? Because when The power of Jesus Christ Touches your life It changes Everything Forever There is no power There is no darkness There is no Circumstance that is Able to stand And compete with the Power of Jesus Jesus Christ. I am telling you that the life-changing power of Jesus Christ is here today for you. You can sit there all you want to. And you can look at me and say, go ahead, preacher, and move me. Honey, God ain't interested in, in in wanting to move you. God's interested in saying, are you willing to move for me? It has all to do with faith faith. If you can believe then all things are possible to those who believe. It's not whether or not he's got the ability. He's got all the power. He's got all the ability. It's whether or not you can believe for the miracle that you need today. It's whether or not you can believe that God can change your life I'm telling you right now, I believe that we're going to see people filled with the Holy Ghost in the next few moments. I'm sound. Come on now, somebody. I hope y'all can hear me upstairs right now. God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost today. God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost today. If you're here and you've never spoken in tongues, then I'm telling you that today is your day. Today, God's going to fill you. With the gift of the Holy Ghost The promise Is for you The promise Is for you today (laughs) Okay I gotta go fast So you guys don't burn your lunch Cooking at home now I'm going to do I'm going to do something right now. That's my most favorite thing to do. I'm going to preach to you. Okay? I love preaching and I'm going to get ready to preach to you, okay? Here we go. Here we go. Now Acts chapter number 9. Acts chapter number 9. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, And if if you're able to stand, I'd ask that you would stand with me today. If you are unable to, no problem at all. But Acts chapter number 9, verses 13 through 15. Hallelujah. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard by many of this man how much evil He hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here. And here. He hath authority from the chief priests. To bind all. That call on thy name. He said Lord. You're telling me to go. He said Lord come on now man. This is getting real right now. Oh. Watch this now. Watch this. Verse 15. But the Lord said unto him, go thy way. He's a chosen vessel. He's going to bear my name. Oh, yeah. He may be something right now. But when he's touched by my spirit, it's going to be a change. Because what he is right now is not how I look at him. I see him differently than what you can see him. I don't see him like you do. I see what he can become under my blood. And I see what he can become once my spirit touches him. Because he's gonna be a chosen vessel to bear my name before the gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Now I'm going to preach to you on this subject. The life-changing power of Jesus Christ. The li- it's okay you are allowed to clap in church, okay? The life-changing power of jesus christ now i want to go on record and say one more thing before you're seated i i i i got a little bit of time i want to say this one thing is that if any moment during the service you have faith to receive a miracle we've got five x's on here where it means we are proper in social distancing but if there is ever a moment during this service that you believe that the miracle that you need is going to happen right now, you can feel free to interrupt me all you want to because your miracle is more important than me finishing preaching this message. If you believe that God can fill you with the Holy Ghost, honey, we'll stop right up and watch God fill you with the Holy Ghost. Y'all hear me upstairs right now? If there's ever a moment you don't need to stay up there. If there's a moment where you have faith that you want to come down here you walk through that door I'll tell someone to leave. So that there's enough room for you to come in. Because I'm believing That there are going to be miracles that are going to happen in people's lives today. I am believing that God's going to put His Spirit within you and change your life forever. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands right now, right quickly. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness and your grace. I pray, Lord Jesus, let your anointing be upon us today Lord let the gift of faith be upon me let the gift of working of miracles be upon me today Lord Jesus and I pray Father at the end of this service I pray Lord Jesus that you would confirm your word with signs following in this place every single empty vessel that is here today I pray Lord Jesus fill them overflow with the gift of the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 You can be seated. The life changing power of Jesus Christ. I believe in something that is real. I do not want something that is fake if I am going to put my faith into something then what if I'm going to put my faith into something and and what I'm believing for I want it to be experienced in my life. I do not just want to take something and read about something and, 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 and hear about what was done but never be able to experience in my life. Ladies and gentlemen, I've come to preach to you today that Jesus Christ is not a fictional character. Jesus Christ is not a fictional story. This is not a book of fiction, but he is real. He is alive. This book is alive, and God wants to be alive in you today he never ever once desired for people to read something and not be able to experience it. If we read what is written in here and we do not experience it, we are nothing but just a regular old country club that either what he has said in his word is true or we are believing something that is not real. He said these signs shall follow them that believe. He said that ye shall lay hands upon the sick. That ye shall speak with new tongues. That you shall receive every promise. That you shall receive everything that he has entitled for you to receive this is not a bunch of promises that are set aside for certain individuals his promises are given to every single man woman and child who wants to experience it and your experience of what you can receive today is based upon how much are you willing to stretch your faith to believe for today you say preacher I never heard of this outpouring of the Holy Ghost well I never heard of your name either but you're still real pardon me I don't mean to make this so elementary for some of you but I never met you before I don't know your name but you're still real you're still living you're still here God's saying if you can just open yourself up to me that I can introduce myself to you I can put myself in your presence I can allow you to see me in a way you've never seen me before I want to touch your life I want to change your life I want to give you What it is that you're needing I want to show you Who I am And what I can do For your life I can get a little excited Sometimes I'm so- Yeah. You If you never heard my story, you'll understand why. Let me get there, okay? And so, in the opening scripture that we just read, we hear of a man named Ananias whom God just spoke to. And he told him, I want you to go into a house where there's a man named Saul. I want you to go and pray for him. And he's seeking to know me. He's looking for an answer of who I am. Ananias said, hold on, Bo. Dude. You telling me to go to somebody, he's trying to hunt us down. Man, Jesus, man, you're really making this real. Man, I'm sorry. He said, you're really making this real right now. He said yeah you want to know what Ananias it's about time that you put your faith where you're declaring because Ananias you're saying that I can do anything Ananias you're preaching the conversion Ananias you're preaching that I am the Christ and that I can do anything so Ananias I want you to go to a life that is so broken lost and confused and let me show you what the power of my spirit can do in a single life. Okay. All right, Lord. So he goes to Saul and he prays for saying you want to know what? Man. I'm telling you, you want to see about a life-changing power of Jesus Christ. There was a man who named Saul who was out to arrest and kill anybody who was preaching in the name of Jesus. He was out to stop them. He was out to bind them. He was out to, to turn everything that they were doing off and shut it down. But yet, all of a sudden, there was an encounter that changed. Changed the course of destiny. There was an encounter with the power from another world that reached into his life and changed the course of destiny forever. And that Saul, that we knew, he became the man that we now call Paul. God used him to bring and carry the gospel to other places. He saw great conversions in the lives of people He went on three missionary trips, uh, saw the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, uh, was very instrumental in the building of the early church. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ uh, is still here reaching into lives uh, and changing the course of destiny for people. Jesus Christ is not a short-term fix. He is a lifetime change for your life. Jesus Christ reached into the life of a man that we know as blind Bartimaeus and in one instance he opened his eyes and changed his life. He reached into a woman's life that we know of as the woman with the issue of blood and in one encounter he set her completely free. He met a lady at the well in John chapter number 4 and in one conversation he completely set her free. He met his disciples on the shores and in the boat and at them hearing his very words. They dropped everything and their destinies were changed. He met the sick and they became well. He met the blind and they began to see. He met the dead and they came back to life. He met the hopeless and he gave them hope. He met the broken and he put them back together. Jesus Christ is an endless fountain of water to give water into your quenching soul. He brings rivers into deserts and makes paths in the wilderness. He is the answer to your dilemma. He is the hope to any hopelessness. He can take which is nothing and he can turn it around and make you into something Jesus said in John eleven twenty five, I am the resurrection and I am the life he that believeth in me though he were dead yet Shall he live? I am not here today to try to convince you to join a religious group. I am not here today to try and persuade you to join a church. I am here today for one simple reason. To let you know that Jesus Christ is able to change your life and he wants you to experience Experience every single promise that he has ever given. Say, preacher, what do you know about change? Oh, dude. I'll tell you what I know about change. 2005. I was, uh, I was a licensed kickboxer, competitive fighter. I was double stacking Decadurablin in Winstraw Winnie V. I was shooting myself with steroids. People who I got my steroids from, they were affiliated with the Outlaw Biker Gang. And so, you know, I was a rather big guy. And I knew how to handle myself. And so they said, they said, "We'll supply your juice for you if you collect for us." Seemed like good enough reason for me? Sorry, Pat. I'm so used to just everybody in here. I'm so sorry. I'm just trying, okay? I'm trying. And so, okay, so I began to collect for them. I know what it's like to go and stand at a door holding a baseball bat and kick it in and walk in and grab somebody and drag them out onto the street and beat them profusely until they can't move and walk back into the house and grab television, DVD player, stereo, jewelry, money, anything I can get, take it back out, load it up, and let them know that what I just took from them was just because I had to come, but the debt still owed. See, I was around any type of drug that I ever wanted. I was around anything. And, uh, I remember it was the first time I ever tried cocaine. Man, I thought I was having a party, just having a good time. Pastor, I started that first night, never thought I'd go down the road I went down. It started where, you know, it was on weekends, it would just go ahead and happen. And then my addiction to it began to grow and to grow and to grow where I had to start doing it during the week. And then it grew from not just a few days during the week, but it became every single day. And it got to the point where I was, I I couldn't collect enough in order to pay for my addiction. I needed to figure out something else to do in order to support my habit. And so... I began to sell it, began to deal. And then what happened was I began to traffic also. I know, I, I can remember uh, in the city of Hamilton, um, I had a little Honda Civic car. And you know, the great big Ziploc bags, we would, we would have those filled with ecstasy. And I would line, I would open up my, my trunk of my car and I would take the carpet out and I would line my trunk with these bags, drugs and tape it up and then roll the carpet back over and I would drive back and forth, stopping in Toronto and to Hamilton, coming back to Peterborough and I would do that to be able to make money to support my habit. I was willing to do anything at all. And so I, was, I needed to do absolutely anything I needed to do in order to get my fix. Now, I was dating a girl at the time. And has anybody here ever heard of the Havelock Country Music Festival? Yes, ma'am, you have? Oh, yes, sir. Good deal. Okay, so there's a few of y'all. So, we, uh, my girlfriend was out there. I was in Peterborough at my apartment. She phoned me up. She said, I need to come pick some stuff up from you. I said, okay. And so she began to drive in, and I sat there and waited and waited and waited, and she never showed up. The next morning, I, you know, I had fallen asleep, and the next morning I woke up and it didn't seem like she was there. A little while into the morning, my phone rang, and I picked it up and I said, Hello. They said, Is this, uh I said, Yes, it is. They said, uh, This is the OPP. Uh, He gave, the constable gave his name. He said, do you know a girl by the name of her last name? I said, yes, I do. That's my girlfriend. I said, Josh, we know that uh, you were the last number that she called last night. We regret to inform you that she was drinking and driving on her way into Peterborough. She got in a car accident and died. Wrapped her car around a tree. Now, I didn't know how to handle this. I had no clue how to handle the tragedy that just stepped into my life. But my life as I know it came crashing down. And that day was the first day that I began to put $300 up my nose a day. That was when it started. I was so bad that I could not go 30 minutes without taking a line. I know what it's like to be out on the street and not be able to make it back to my apartment. I would walk in to a public bathroom and I would go into the stall and I would get down on my knees in that stall, and I would break out a line on the public bathroom toilet seat because I couldn't wait to get back home. I know what it's like to be getting ready to hit a rail while someone is putting a needle in my arm at the same time. I know what it's like to have people sitting there trying to find the vein to be able to find to put the needle within you. It was so bad, Pastor, that I had a pair of tweezers in my bathroom. And I would go into my bathroom and I'd sit there in the mirror and I would take the tweezers and I would pull pieces of cartilage out of my nose in order to open my nasal cavity in order to be able to sniff more coke up my nose. You want to know why I'm so radical now? The only... You go into my refrigerator back then. You open it up. All I would have in there is alcohol and NyQuil. Why? Because the only way that I could go to sleep Was I would chug elk. I would, I would chug whatever I had of alcohol in my fridge. I would open up the bottle of NyQuil. I would chug NyQuil. Then I'd take a couple hits of crystal, smoke a couple joints just to try to make myself pass out. Oh, I know what it's like to be so broken. I know what it's like to be so low. I know exactly what it is like to not know from day to day if you were even going to make it through the rest of the night. Death was knocking on my door every day. I would pass, I would be up for three, four nights, three, four days and nights. I'd pass out, pastor. I'd pass out in just a couple of hours. All of a sudden, the fiending in my body for the next hit would jolt me out of sleep and I'd start all over again. I'd stand in the shower and I'd just blow And blood would just go on the wall. I would turn my shower on and I would lie on the floor of the shower. Shaking. Trying to get the water that was hitting my back to calm me down. You want to know what? I have never... I never knew who Jesus Christ was. I never knew if there was a God, or if he was real, and if he knew who I was, and if he could do something in my life. Oh, I'm about to show you why I'm so radical now. Come on now. It's good. I remember in my apartment, Strodon, I remember in my apartment, I, had, I was at the point one night where I had sniffed so much blow that I was shaking, sweat was pouring down, my heart felt like it was about to beat out of my chest. I was on my bed and I rolled off of my bed and I fell onto the floor and I was in the fetal position on the floor and I said, God, if you exist, I need you. Didn't even know if he was real. I didn't even know the difference between the Old Testament and New Testament. I didn't know the difference between the book of Genesis and the book of Revelation. The only thing that I knew what to do was open up my mouth and say something. Didn't know if he was real. You want to know what happened? Man, I feel a preach coming on me now. I feel like I'm going to preach soon. It was the next day. Does anybody here know um, Reverend? I remember I was walking down the sidewalk. And he was coming towards me. Pastor, he had no idea who I was. Not a clue. But he stopped me. And he said, sir, I I have no idea who you are. But you've got questions about life. I'm putting needles in my arm and putting 300 bucks up my nose a day. You better believe I got questions, dude. I'm sorry, you're just going to get real with me, okay? You don't get a fake facade with me. And so, you know what? We went to Tim Hortons. We sat there at Tim Hortons. Now, remember, I couldn't go 30 minutes without taking a line. I was going back and forth to the bathroom, breaking out my line in the Tim Hortons restaurant. He'd wait for me. I'd come back. Man, I, got to, I just opened up to him, man. I was balling. I was getting all wussified there. Man, I was filling the table with tears. He looked at me after I was all done telling him everything I was going through. He looked at me and he said, You know what you need? Oh, man, I know I need rehab. He said, I don't believe in that. He said... What you need is Jesus. Okay. Let me go on record and just say this right now. I was at a place of desperation where I was not willing to judge what was said that I needed. Hey, if you're hungry enough, you ain't going to judge the solution that's put in front of you. I hope that's not too rude. If you're hungry enough, if you desire enough, you ain't going to judge what's put in front of you. You're willing to just grab whatever it is that is given to you. Hey, how hungry are you to know the totality of truth? Don't sit there and say, I ain't willing to try it because I've never heard of it. Honey, you have never, humanity has never experienced the complete totality of the revelation of God. We have got to open ourselves up to whatever God has in store. And if God's willing to do something, why not be willing to try it? Oh, come on somebody. We have got to be willing to receive Every promise that God has entitled for us to experience and have. Remember y'all up there? Y'all upstairs, you ever want to come down here? No problem at all. My wife be the first one to go. Hey, no, 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 no. She's all right with that. You want to know why? Because someone getting their miracle is more important than her staying in here. Hey, man, I'll, I'll leave. I'll preach out there. Don't matter to me. So, so Dennis said, Man, you need Jesus. Pfft, all right, let's, let's give Jesus a try. I'm just being honest. That's what I said. Okay. And so, and so it came. Dennis picked me up. There's revival services happening in Peterborough. Revival services happening. And I said, he picked me up. We walked in. We got there a little bit late. Now, I walked into the Pentecostals of Peterborough with an eight ball in my pocket. I had three and a half grams in my pocket walking into church because during service, I had to go back and forth to the church bathroom, break out my line of cocaine in the church bathroom. Yo, we walked in. We walked in. I'm so sorry the time, my word. I hope you like well done roast beef. And so we, Dennis and I walked in and the song service was already going. Man, they were juking and jiving. Man, that church was throwing down. I walked in, I looked around. I thought, my God, what have I got myself into? Yo, went and sat about halfway down that church aisle, sat on the very end, because I needed an escape route to get to the bathroom to get my hit. Right? I was sitting there, the preacher was preaching right at me. Man, he was preaching right at me, telling me that there was hope for me. There was that God could do something in me. I had tears That were streaming down my face. Hey Bo. Open that door. Because we're about to have an altar call. I had tears running down my face. I didn't even know that you people had altar calls. Okay. And then I didn't know you were supposed to wait for the preacher to finish. Before you go to the altar. (laughs) And so... I was sitting there. I jumped up out of my seat. I hit the middle aisle. And in the middle of his preaching, I ran and I fell down at the altar. I interrupted everything. Everything stopped. I fell down. And ladies and gentlemen, at that very moment I got up and at that very moment after praying at that altar that was the night that God reached down and instantaneously instantaneously delivered me from a $300 a day cocaine addiction. I, You hear me right now. I've never put another needle in my arm. I've never taken another line up my nose. I've never let something go down my... Oh, come on now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, the power of His Spirit can change your life forever. It does not matter how far you're down. It does not matter what you've done in your life. God can take your broken life and turn it around and use you for His glory. I do not. You pardon me right now. I don't need to be rude unkind, but I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what it is that you're going through. I don't care what it is that you're battling. I don't... It does not matter because there is a power and a presence that is in this place right now to put His Spirit inside of you. God right now is going to give you a miracle. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both, and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.